Welcome to Ranger Stories, a window onto America's national parks that ring New York Harbor. Trace New York City's beginnings in this, the first of a three-part episode on the Dutch settlement that evolved from a backwater trading outpost into the center of world finance and commerce. I'm Steve Lace, Chief of Cultural Resources for the National Park Service Manhattan Sites, more usefully known as the Park Historian. I think in some ways the story of New Amsterdam really begins on the opposite side of the world, in the Far East, where the Dutch began trading, uh, individual traders arrived in uh, the Spice Islands in the 1590s, and they were each operating on their own. Eventually, they became so successful that the price of spices began to drop. And so finally, in 1602, the Stats General, the Dutch government, decided to create a monopolistic company that would control all of the trading in the Far East, and that was the origin of the Dutch East India Company. The way they worked was to send out employees to build a little fort. Inside the fort, there would be a company warehouse, and then they would trade on the account of the company uh, for whatever the most valuable local products were. Well, that was exactly the model that was in the back of the mind when they began considering expanding their operations into the Atlantic to the west instead of the east. By 1609, the Dutch East India Company decided to try to find a shorter route to the rich spice islands in, the, in Asia and in the Pacific. And so they hired Henry Hudson, an English captain, to explore the possibility of a northern passage around the top of Europe, going northeastward and finding a route to Japan and to China, which, of course, did not actually exist. So Hudson made two unsuccessful attempts to go around the northeastern part of Europe and then decided instead to try his luck by going westward to find a northwest passage that led him eventually, of course, to America, which was not what he was looking for. But he went along the coastline all the way down as far as the Chesapeake Bay, where he discovered that the English already had a colony at Jamestown. And so he turned around and came back north again, looked into Delaware Bay, looked into the Hudson River, and thought that maybe this was a route to the northwest and to Asia. So he sailed as far up the Hudson as the present-day Albany, and at that point he decided, no, this isn't going to work for that purpose. But along the way, he had met Indians whom he described as uh, friendly, and they had rich furs that they were more than willing to exchange for beads and for small trinkets. And so his report got back to the Netherlands, and it was a glowing and exciting report about a land that was rich in natural resources and particularly valuable furs.
Well, following Henry Hudson's exciting discovery, the Dutch East India Company made some other efforts to establish trading in the Hudson area. They sent individual explorers, including Adrian Block, to the Hudson. And there were additional minor efforts to trade in the New Netherlands area, but it really wasn't producing very much revenue and hardly anybody was interested in it because they were busy fighting a, a war with Spain and Portugal and they were making too much money in the Far Eastern trade to really worry about it. But finally, in 1621, a new company was formed and it was formed by the Stats General, the Dutch government, on the same model as the East India Company had been formed. That is to say, it was to be a monopolistic company that would control all of the trade in the Atlantic. The object was not only to secure the valuable products, but they were also specifically told to capture prize ships, to capture Spanish and Portuguese prizes. So this was really a fighting enterprise uh, with trade as um, the ultimate goal, but along the way to make as much money as they could from grabbing Spanish and Portuguese prizes. So from 1621 until 1624, they were preparing the first settling expedition because nobody, you know, all these previous ones had been purely for trade uh, with no intent of anybody remaining there longer than necessary to load up a cargo of furs. But in 1624, an actual boatload of 30 families, they were from the southern Netherlands provinces called Walloons, and they were uh, mostly Protestants and French-speaking people who had been forced out of their home and into the northern Netherlands provinces like Amsterdam and Holland in order to escape the... Um, Spanish who were occupying and Catholicizing the lower provinces. Among this company was a young couple, teenagers, named Joris Repelier and Catalina Tico. They were teenagers who decided to get married a few days before their ship sailed. And so when they arrived in New Netherland, they were the first couple, and their firstborn child was the first European child born in New York. They were sent to live initially at the northern trading post, the one at modern-day Albany. That was by then, that was called Fort Orange. But it was part of the Dutch policy to lightly settle at all of the important waterways. So they had a few settlers scattered widely around. They were really trusting on the good nature and good conduct of the settlers and the native people, uh, assuming that everybody was going to get along together and trade peaceably with one another. Well, it actually didn't work that way. Almost from the beginning, there were misunderstandings and there was conflict with the native people. And the... Um, idea of lightly scattering settlers far and wide was just too dangerous. 
And so in 1626, a new director sent over by the Dutch West India Company, Pierre Mangui, or Pierre Minuet as we call him, initiated a new policy of concentration. And so he called everybody back and resettled them on Manhattan Island, including Joris and uh, Catalina. And they built a house on present-day Pearl Street. And after they became extremely prosperous years later, they moved over to Brooklyn and bought a big farm. So it was a real success story. But in any case, Pierre Menoui had a real organizer's mind. And he was really the one who not only concentrated the people, but also physically organized the little village that was being created at the southern tip of Manhattan Island. For more ranger stories and information on the National Parks of New York Harbor, visit nyharborparks.org.